right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here with Shazad Gidwandi. Shazad, how are you tonight? Very well, thank you. And I hope all the listeners are doing well as well. Awesome. Glad to hear you're doing well. And I also hope everyone listening, hope you're doing well, whether it's the morning, uh, afternoon or night. Hope your day's going well. But Shazad, thank you so much for being here. Super excited to have you. For those of you listening back home, uh, Shazad is a sales and marketing multicultural team leader. So I'm excited to dive into that and just hear a little bit more about his background. So do you mind starting us off with a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing, all that good stuff? Sure. Why not? Uh, you already introduced me. My name is uh, Shizad Dudwani. I'm based out of uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, my background stems mainly from the Middle East and working in parts of Europe and Asia. I have been involved in sales and marketing for the likes of Ericsson, LVMH Group, the Squatch Group, the Richmond Group, the Samsonite Group, uh, to name a few. I have been also involved with some individual standalone brands like For Love uh, and Ivanka Trump. Uh, it has been an interesting journey to move from telecom to, to luxury uh, and luggage being part of the, the mix as well. Okay, awesome. And now sales and marketing, uh, that's where your background is. That's what you're, you're doing uh, right now. Is that something that you've always loved and had a passion for or, or what got you to sales and marketing? Yeah, it's always something that I uh, had a passion for. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree in international business and marketing. And that's where, that's what piqued my interest. The uh, work I did at the university and also the, uh, the first internship I had with AT&T as part of their marketing team uh, got me really interested. Uh, currently in Canada, I'm, I'm the director of business development and marketing for uh, commercial real estate uh, brokerage and also as of next month I will be an instructor at one of the colleges here teaching global business management so that goes correct you know absolutely in line with my with my goals and my passions awesome well first of all congratulations on that big uh, you know big exciting new chapter of being um, at the university teaching yeah something new I've never done this before so it should be interesting to say the least yeah, I definitely think it should be interesting, but I think it should be good. And like you said, it, it aligns pretty well with your goals and your passions. Absolutely. Awesome. So I know that you said like your degree and kind of you talked about a little bit is, is international business. Um, why why international business? Why not just like, you know, business, right? People go to school for just regular business or international. What led you to the international side of it? So when I actually decided... To, to come and study in the U.S. It was mainly to do business. And it was interesting that the university, uh, the University of Indianapolis had a course with the name International Business on it. And it got me interested. So I went through the, uh, the course outline. It was like, this is perfect. Uh, I would love to know, you know, how to, how to work internationally since I was an international student. Why limit myself just to business when there is an option of international business? It gives you uh, a peek into uh, international economics, how economies of other countries work. Uh, it's not restricted to one type of economy. It goes to all economies. It gives you a feel of international business laws, which differ from country to country and the nuances. And of course, learning cultures is the icing on the cake. 
Okay, so it sounds like almost if you just get like a degree in business, you're going to learn just kind of like the business practices of, of whatever country you're in. Whereas if you take that international route, you'll still be familiar with like your specific you know, the country basic, where you are, but yeah. you're going to learn a lot about others as well, right? Yeah, the basics would be the same, I'm sure. I mean, business mm -hmm. practices are, there, there are some basic rules of business practices, but when you take it to, to international business, you get a flavor of what's happening across the globe. Right. Business is done differently. You know, maybe the basic principles are the same, but the nuances change literally from country to country. Sure. Okay. And you mentioned, um, you know, the, the University of Indianapolis, right, is, is where you got your degree? Correct. That is correct. Awesome. So, you know, what's, what led you to wanting to be an international student and coming to the States for your degree? And, and how was that transition for you? So, uh, you know, living in the Middle East, there, there were not many options of uh, having a higher education there. Okay. My transition into Indianapolis was, it's, it's an interesting story because uh, I first started going to their, uh, to the University of Indianapolis's campus in Cyprus. Okay. Which is, a, which is a little island in the Mediterranean. Yeah. And then transferred from there to, to Indianapolis. So that, that started my journey as being interested in, you know, experiencing international travel, so to say. Mm -hmm. And that also played a key part in picking international business. Okay. So I guess, how did that come about with like starting it in Cyprus and then coming to the States? Like, was that planned or did that just kind of happen the way it did oh, so it was it was planned in a way okay uh, the goal was come was you know wanting to study at a university in the united states uh times were hard in the in the late 80s uh cyprus was was uh, was less than half of what the u.s would cost so okay. it made sense to start there and then transfer out to complete the the last two years in the u.s that way you get the same quality of education uh, and you ended in the U.S. with with a degree from the United States. Okay, got it. And now, Shazad, I know you've mentioned like you're originally from the Middle East, and then you you spent some time in Cyprus, um, you know, working on your degree. Then you came to the States at Indianapolis. Now you're in Canada. Can you walk us through like a timeline of like how long have you lived in all those places that you've been? Okay, so uh, uh, originally uh, Indian. Uh, my, my parents are from India. My uh, father moved to the Middle East, uh, to Kuwait in, in 1960. Okay. Uh, uh, I was born in Kuwait. In okay. 69. Went to high school in Kuwait, then transitioned to Cyprus in 88. Uh, spent literally two years there till right. the summer of 1990. Uh, unfortunately, during the Gulf War, uh, I got mm. we were all stuck in Kuwait, so last uh, a whole semester, being trapped in, in a war zone from August, July 1990, all the way up to uh, December 1990, or sorry, January 91, when I actually got to the U.S. Uh, I spent okay. three years in the U.S., uh, got uh, my double degree there, international business and marketing. Uh, did an internship with AT&T and then uh, had a good opportunity to move back to Kuwait and start working for Ericsson. And that's where my professional life started. Okay. Uh, started with selling uh, cell phones for Ericsson, then moved on to uh, being in sales and marketing for small business systems, which was related to my uh, 
internship with AT&T. Okay. Then I got the opportunity with Ericsson to start selling networks to 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 operators, you know, the, the likes of Bell and Rogers, uh, or in the US, I would say Verizon. Okay. Uh, after that, I did a couple of years. One of the operators uh, heading their business to business team. Uh, then I was picked up by uh, a company to handle or head their complete luxury division is, is where I got uh, exposure to uh, all the nice luxury brands by LVMH, you know, Richmond Group, uh, Watch Group, you know, the, the, the list goes on. Okay. And I did that for approximately 10 years before moving to Canada uh, in 2020, right? Bang in the middle of COVID. Mm. So it's, been, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. It definitely sounds like it. And I mean, you know, Shazad, it, it sounds like from just kind of the journey that you've been on, right? I know that you're highly qualified, you're you're a very accomplished individual and everything. So I know that you've gotten to where you are in life with a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, a lot of time and energy. But like, do you attribute anything specific to how you got to where you're at? Or do you think it was a mix of like that hard work, but also maybe some good luck at times? Or I guess Absolutely. like- Absolutely, okay. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a, it is a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of grit, uh, persistence, and as you said, right, you need luck on your side okay. to get you these opportunities and take you from place to place. Now, doors need to open. Sometimes you you know you you stick your foot in the door and you push it open, <laughs> and that's yeah. when you need luck to have the strength to push it open. Or sometimes you just need the right person to uh, observe you and give you that opportunity, mm-hmm. and you have to jump on the opportunity. I think you cannot think and say you can't think twice fear fear comes in the way you're going to say no because you're coming out of your comfort zone but getting out of your comfort zone changes things and helps you learn and you know that is the road to success and for me to start teaching as early as next month is actually coming out of my comfort zone uh, it is a subject that i'm passionate about but it's something i've, I've never done and uh, you know having no fear to start something new at 53 works well for me and keeps me going. I really like that. I like that you're sharing that even, you know, even though you're established in your career, you've been in the business world for a long time, like you're still challenging yourself and still stepping out of your comfort zone. And it's not just something that like we're supposed to do when we're 20 or, or whatever. It's it's something that we should do throughout our whole life. Step out it of never our comfort ends. zones. Right. It never ends, right? I mean, I would exactly. never imagine that I would be doing marketing and business development for commercial real estate. Yeah, I've never done it before, but you know, it's I started it. It's been a year. It's been an excellent ride. Uh, thanks to that, we've opened uh, opened new doors. We have brought in new companies into Canada. Uh, it's something different f- for me and for the brokers that I work with. Yeah, uh, together we learn and together we grow, right? Exactly, exactly. So you know, Shazad, maybe this is going to be a little bit of a of a practice for you uh, before you know you start teaching at university next month. But you know, to anyone that's listening to our our podcast right now, who's maybe they're early in their careers, maybe they're they're in university, maybe they just got out of university. What kind of advice would you have to someone who is trying to figure out what it is they want to do or how to get to the next stage of their life in their career? I think that changes from person to person. Okay. But the basic advice I would give is you know. Get out there, go go with what your passion tells you to do. You may not make a lot of money in the beginning. I know the goal is at some point 
to make money. But if you're not happy doing what you're doing, all the money in the world cannot buy the happiness. Mm-hmm. Don't get into a trap where you're just chasing uh, a job or a career that thinks that will get you money, that you think that will get you money, but it's not going to feed your passion. Go with that. Uh, uh, if it doesn't scare you, it's not going to get you anywhere. It needs to shake the ground under your feet. And that's when you know you're going to succeed once you accomplish that. I like that. that. Just getting over that bridge. Sometimes you've got to build that bridge. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say that someone, you know, someone has this big passion for, um, I, I don't know, well, just like use, I guess, maybe me as an example, right? So like, I, I love this podcast. It's something I'm really passionate about. But to me, I'm like, Hey, I'm not, you know, making enough money on it for it to pay all my bills. So let me work like a full time nine to five. And then when I'm not doing my job, I'll do my podcast and I'll, I'll try to make the podcast to where that does become my full time job. Do you think that that's a good strategy or, or do you think that's like- a super strategy? Okay. Uh, you, you're creating your hobby to your profession, right? That's what you're, you're working on. Okay. Uh, remember this, it could take a lot of time and yeah. it even may not happen. Right. You may change your passion. You know, you have your full-time job, which is paying your bills. Uh, this is your your side gig, which you mm-hmm. want to make your main gig, right? Down the yes. road. This is where you want to, to live off. You want to be a podcaster, an influencer, a person who makes a difference. And you're chasing that goal, which is beautiful. But it's okay. not going to come easy. Right. Right. So you think that that's a better strategy for for anyone that might be in the similar situation versus like going all in on their passion, even if it's not. If it doesn't really... pay your bills or if you don't have parents who are going to support you or a super trust fund, you need to pay your bills because you do not, okay. you do not want to hurt your, your credit scores, your, your credit history. Reality still stands, right? I mean, yep. the world is not going to, they're not going to fuel your passion for you. You have to fuel right. your passion. Right. And what you're doing, what you're doing, with your full-time job is fueling your passion and at some point it's going to be running on its own right okay perfect I, I love that you have this perspective on it because i think a lot of times maybe you you know read a book about someone or you youtube a, a video and it's someone that's really successful and they say like go all in you know quit your job and go live you know on the floor of your friend's house their apartment and you know eat dollar menu food or whatever and just like go into debt if that means chasing your dream and i mean you know maybe that has it may work for someone sure i'm I'm sure it works for for a few but for if you see i mean if i look at uh, startups and businesses what 75 percent of of them fail in the first two years Mm. okay that's reality right i mean yeah those numbers are their numbers you can't you cannot doubt them right but you still have that 25 percent who did make it you yeah. could be one of them. It really comes down to, are you willing to take that risk? Yeah. Me personally, I decided not to take that risk for all this time. But now I am playing with that because I have saved up enough money to take those risks. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're doing is that you're building this nice corpus of money, which you are using for your podcasts. Right. Right. And, and these when these kick off, it's going to make you more money than your full-time job. And that's when you're going to switch over and start investing in yourself. Right. So I guess it's each person's path. Mm-hmm. If it works, it works. And there are some of these super successful people who have had an, an incredible trust fund. 
right. which they could, you know, which they could uh, lean on when needed, or or they had rich parents where you know who they could lean on. It makes life easier for them. That's not the case for everyone. There are some success stories, but there are very few and far apart. Yep. That's not to say don't do it. I think it's really up to you. It was not for me. Did you ever question whether it was for you or not? Or did you always know it wasn't for you? I did think about it. Okay. But I knew that it was not for me. It was a risk I did not want to take. Uh, maybe I'm risk averse. I mean, risk averse. Mm-hmm. But that's my nature. And that seems to be the nature of many. But there yep. are some people who are brave out there and, and they will do it. And hats off to them. And God bless them. Yeah. I agree. And and I, I'm with you. I would say I'm pretty risk adverse as well. So I like you know, calculated calculated risk and I like making sure that all my affairs are in a line before, you know, trying something new or, or, you know, taking a potential risk. And I think that that's, you know, I think what Shazad was saying is important to anyone listening. Like, you know, it, you could go all in and that could work for people and it has worked for people, but just make sure that you're making the decision that you feel 100% comfortable and yeah. confident in. And don't get don't get pushed by peer pressure or, as you said, look, watch a YouTube and make a decision. You need to actually sit down, take a piece of paper, put the pros and cons, give them a point each, and see what the numbers say. Mm. And if your heart still doesn't agree with it, uh, then you know what to do. But is is that a strategy that you use? Like you do the pros and cons, and like you give numbers to to the pros I and do cons. That. Okay. I do that many a times, right? Uh, if it's a big decision, I would actually sit down and say, okay, A, do I need to do this? Yes, no, right? Uh-huh. Do I want to do it? Yes, I do. Is it a need? No, it's not, right? So you start breaking it down and you see the impact it has on your life and uh, on the lives of people who are around you or dependent on you. Yeah. If you have a family, you have kids, your decisions could have a direct impact on the, on them and their future. Right. That has to be taken into consideration as well. I think if you if you're single with no responsibilities, it makes it easier to take bigger risks. Right. Yeah, definitely. And and now with your experience, just from you know as you were walking us through that timeline, you've you've lived in different places, you've done some traveling, you've gone kind of back and forth. Um, do you think that that's been a positive experience that you would? recommend anyone to get that kind of travel and go live different places, experience different cultures if possible? Or do you think that that could be more difficult um, than maybe it might sound fun? So yes, yes, it is fun. I'm not saying it's not fun, mm-hmm. but the amount you learn from, from traveling and spending time with people in different countries and different cultures is the most valuable education that you will ever get. Okay. Because you, you will understand how people think how different people think, what, what, you know, what gets them going, what turns them off. And you will learn how to do business in different countries. You will know how to handle them. You will learn their nuances, what works for them, what doesn't, what do okay. they like, what they don't. Because when you get into the business world, regardless where in the world you are, the world is shrinking. You will deal with people from across the globe. Yeah you will have to try to learn their their expressions, you know, the looks on their face, the body movements, all that is different from place to place. The words that they use, the context that they use them in. And no one can teach you that. You have to learn that from experience. And traveling and staying with the locals and 
mixing with them is what what will teach you that hmm. that's a lot of good advice and good tips that i mean honestly i feel like not many people probably would think of it i mean there's some of it that you're saying and i was like wow i hadn't thought about how important that is but like you said you know no matter where you are in the world if you're in business you're probably going to be working on a global scale and just being able to pick up on the communication and the the body language and the facial expressions and gestures of other cultures is important yeah, and even if you're if you're if you're if you're in a job mm-hmm. and you're working for a multinational company, say say you're working for the likes of of, of Microsoft, okay, uh, as you are going to get exposed to people across the world because that product is sold across the world, mm-hmm. and you may have to deal with people who are not from your culture, who don't speak the same language as you, and you need to understand them. You know, they may may or may not speak English. They may speak little English. But they will try to get their message across, and you have to learn that. Right? I mean, the the fact that they don't speak English means they speak more than one language already, right? So they're right. already they're already ahead of the game. <laughs> yep. Right? So okay. I think it's extremely important to experience different cultures, and if, even if you're living, say, you're living in Canada or the U.S., there are people of different cultures there as well. Mix with yeah. them, you know. Make an effort to go to their, uh, to their, you know, traditional celebrations. Make a few friends from every culture so that you get a feel of it at least. You may not get the opportunity to travel. You may. You can create that opportunity, but you have the opportunity to to meet people from all over the globe, anywhere you are. Yeah, that's a really good point. You don't necessarily have to travel or move somewhere completely to experience the cultures of others and, and to get to know people from different cultures and their background within that message. Um, when it comes to actually traveling, like, do you think just like even traveling somewhere for a week would be beneficial? Or do you think like to get the full experience, you should, you know, go for a year and, and live there and really get entangled with the culture? So uh, if you go for a week or 10 days or two weeks, it really depends on you. Are you going to go and sit in a hotel room or, or, or in the lobby and, just be there or you're going to get out on the street and start talking to locals and mixing with them. That's okay. great. But uh, if you get an opportunity to go, say you're working for another multinational and they have an opening in, I don't know, in Singapore, take it. If they're going to send you for six months, go. Uh, I did that when I was in Ericsson. There was a, there was there were projects that I would have to go stay in, in Stockholm for 15 days. I would jump on it. Sure. Let's do it. Right? You learn so much by getting your hands dirty with them mm-hmm. you understand the company culture and you also understand the country's culture yeah so you actually kill two birds with one stone so right. the opportunity comes knocking on your door open wide okay and now you've talked about how kind of like taking those opportunities and you know going to different places and experiencing the culture and stuff and it sounds like you know you were always interested in doing that you jumped on those opportunities was there ever a part of you that was like nervous about it or like, oh my gosh, every, I've never been this. I, every okay. single time. Really? Every single time. Yeah. Okay. And that's what makes it exciting, right? Imagine you you get on a plane and you, you land in, in Geneva at 10 o'clock at night and, whoa, you don't know what to do. Or you land in Stockholm and you, you're there in a, in, a, in a hotel or an Airbnb and you're like, okay, what next? Yeah. Right? But you, you just get out there and, you know, Face your fears because people are usually nice. People will help you. Right. All you got to do is ask. So 
it, it's it's you get nervous and anxious every single time no matter how many times you've done it okay and that's the beauty of it right that's yeah. when you know that you're going to be learning and it's working hmm. so it, it goes back to kind of what you're saying about stepping out of your comfort zone yes exactly oh, it's wow. not easy to leave your comfort zone and go to a completely new country right where you don't know anyone and you go to start making new friends and it, it, it is, it's not easy but it's a lot of fun and you'll be surprised you'll make great friends everywhere you go just you know open your heart and have an open mind so you know to someone who might be listening to this this right now and thinking like oh my gosh like this sounds awesome but i i cannot get out of my comfort zone i'm, I'm too nervous i'm too scared i'm too anxious i'm too worried about it like i just really struggle with getting out of my comfort zone like do you have any tips or advice to someone who really struggles with that just do it. All I can okay. say is just, just, just do it. Yeah, it's, it's it's scary for each and every person, but that is the is the route to success. Okay, and now exposure will 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 help you succeed. Exposure to the world. Okay, and from your experience, Shazad, like if you feel nervous and anxious, like you said, like you always do at the start of these, you know, experiences, do you start to does that? away the more that you're there or is it kind of like the, the whole time you're there you're still kind of feeling a little oh. out of your comfort zone nervous it's just the first 20 minutes okay just to get out just to get out there and start yeah once you're out there and you start take a deep breath and you go for it and you'll be good yeah. it's like you know it, it, it's like you're meeting going for a new date right you're nervous in the beginning but once you start you're good you know how to maneuver and that yeah. happens every time you visit a new country. Just just take it as I'm meeting a new person, right? And you know, let's see how it goes. Have yeah. an open mind. Yeah, it's kind of like we know like our body, our mind, we know what to do in these situations. It's just like kind of that initial, you know, we, right. we get in our own head and we psych ourselves out and you know, we we worry when really we know it's gonna be okay. Exactly. And as you say, right, half half the battles are within you. They're not they're not outside. Yeah. We overthink everything. Yeah. So when you talk about things like overthinking and just kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone and just going out there and doing it, that all kind of connects back to me to like mindset. So like how is mindset just like played a part in, in your life and your journey? And, and I guess, how did you shape your mindset? So it, it had to be, it takes time to shape that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you, I still get nervous when I'm coming out of my comfort zone. So example when i was going to start this teaching position when i was applying for this position I was like wait a minute i've never done this before should i do it what what am i going to learn i'm going to learn a lot yeah but it had to be i had to get my mind to accept that take on this challenge right? okay you've done it before do it again but it is a battle every single time it's not that because i changed so many times the next change is easier change is always difficult okay because it's a change right mm -hmm changed now that's become your comfort zone and now you're going to change again so you, wait a minute what am i doing right yeah why am i doing this why am i restarting but that's half the fun right yeah okay so yes mindset is important as i said you need to have an open mind and an open heart how can you make sure that you do have an open mind force yourself to do it okay you have to fight your demons and say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's, it's easy. It takes time. But only impossible is impossible, right? Right. 
so when you've stepped out of your comfort zone, whether it's to, to go to a different country, whether it's to maybe try a different job, internship, meet a new person, whatever it might be, whatever example you can think of where you stepped out of your comfort zone, can you think of examples where you've done it and it, it's been, you know, a failure or it went poorly? That's a good question. How I got out of my comfort zone and it's not worked. Yeah. Okay. You need to think about that one. Okay. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there are times that I, it has happened. And I go like, "What have I done?" But I will still complete what I started. Okay. Right? Because you, because you learn from those failures. Yeah. Okay. So I did step off my comfort zone. Uh, here in 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 Toronto when we first came, when okay. the job market was hard, I I got into uh, a company which is retail coffee, right? Okay. And I was out of my comfort zone. This was, I've never been in the food industry. I've never worked with, with food. Said, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. What have I got to lose? Okay. Uh, I said, yes. I started, I was managing reopening of their boutiques uh, in Canada. And three months down the road, I was like, no, this is not for me. This is not what I signed up for. Right. It, but I learned a lot because I learned something about a complete new line of business. I learned a new product and I also learned that this is something I don't want to do. So guess what? It was a learning experience, right? All learning experiences cannot be good. You right. have to learn from some hard experience. And this was a hard one. I used to find it very difficult to even go to work sometimes. But yeah. I, like, I made a commitment that I'm going to do this for the next three months. I have to stick to that. I have to have grit, stick to it. If I don't like it, I'm going to learn what I don't like about it. So I don't do the same thing again. How would you keep that mindset of like, you know, I'm I'm miserable. I don't like it, but I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to keep going. Like, I feel like a lot of people would just quit. See, that's you, you go to college, you go to university, you got yep. to do subjects that you don't like. Mm -hmm. You have to get, you have to pass them to move on, right? Right. To the next, to the next to the next course, the next semester. This right. is the same thing. This is a stepping stone to the next phase of your life. Hmm. It's teaching you. Listen, you got to learn this because you're going to learn something new. And you also learn that this is something you don't want to do going forward. Yeah. Right, so take it as a learning thing. This is university of life, right? You're going to learn, move yeah. on, not like it, no problem. I need to pass this course and go to the next level. I don't want to quit purely because I've committed and commitment is something that is valued by each and every company and each and every business. Tomorrow, if I go and ask them to be a reference, they won't say no because I completed my task with them. I decided to go a different route, but I haven't burnt any bridges. Yeah. I, I've, I've completed the task. They were happy. I was happy that I completed, but this is not what I want to do going forward. I so love they have nothing that. bad to say about it. They have nothing negative to say about it. Right. Right? In fact, it's a positive thing because you did something which you did not like, completed it well, and accepted that this is something you don't want to do. So it's positive. You change a negative to a positive. Man, I, I just, listening to you talk, I just really appreciate and respect your mindset of like even how you could take a negative that's you know you you're miserable you hate it you 
you know, you don't want to do it, but you turn it into a positive of, okay, I didn't enjoy it. And I don't, I'm not like, you know, happy that I'm doing this job or whatever it might be, but here's what I'm going to learn from it. Here's how I'm going to get to the next level. Here's how I'm going to keep my commitment and what I'm learning and how I'm going to apply that in the next opportunity. And that's exactly what I did when I went for the next interview for the, the current position I have at the brokerage. And they asked me, what was the last thing I did in Canada? I said, listen, I have, I did this. I didn't like it. I learned from it. I accepted it and I move on. And they appreciated that. And, and they actually asked me, what if you don't like this? I said, say, I don't like what I'm doing with you, but I'm committing to something with you. At the end of that commitment, if you think that it's not working out, we can agree and we can move on. And that conversation happened over, over a year ago and things are moving on and everyone's happy. So. Yeah. You know, I like that because I guess, I I don't know, I guess for me, I've never thought about working a job as, as kind of like, a commitment I made, right? Like I think about it as like, oh, it's a job, like pays my bills. I agreed to it. They agreed to have me. I agreed to be on the team, whatever. But I never thought of it as like, this is a commitment that I'm making, you know, to the company, to myself. I always to just- To yourself. Kind of, yeah. It's more to yourself because the company can replace you, right? Okay. But the commitment you make to yourself is, is a goal that you're putting on yourself. Okay. Right? I mean, this is more to yourself. And that, of course, it's to the company as well because you're sure. saying yes to them. But- Tomorrow, if you don't keep your commitment, you walk off. There's not much they can do, but you've right. burned a bridge. And you know who who failed in this condition? You failed. For them, you'll be replaced, right? Yeah. It'll take them 10 minutes to replace you. But it's on you. You broke the commitment. Okay. So when, when you're making your own commitment to yourself, what should that look like? Like, Should it be like, okay, I'm going to take this job. My commitment to myself is to do this for the next year or should it be like it just depends on the situation where you're at in life it depends like how long okay it depends on the situation right depends on the company most companies have a 100 day or a 90 day trial right and you say i'm committing for the next 90 days because i need to know how it works out right mm -hmm. and at the end of it also project like i took on a project i could have left in between uh, they're going to stop paying me right that's all they're going to do but i complete the project successfully you're happy. You shake hands on it. They offered me a, a new project to do. I said, sorry, this is not for me, but it was a pleasure working for you. Okay. It was not Sense. about the people. It was about the people were very nice. I made mm -hmm. some good friends over there, but it was, this is not what I want to do. I don't see myself. Yeah. And something that you've mentioned throughout this conversation is, is never, you know, burning a bridge or, you know, if you kind of go against that commitment that you make, you might be, you know, burning a bridge. Um, and, and I'm sure I'll have, a lot of people listening to this this podcast that throughout their life, they've heard people say like, oh, never burn a bridge with anyone, whether it's, you know, a boss, a, a company, a friend, whatever. But mm -hmm. why, why do you think it's important to not burn those bridges? Because you don't know when those people are going to come back into your life. Okay. You just don't know, you know, as I say, there's seven degrees of separation, right? Mm -hmm. that's that's not a whole lot right right so things can come back so and, and why leave with a bad taste in your mouth why do you gain anything out of it not really right yeah not really not really so uh, yes you can you, you may have a disagreement and you know you can agree to disagree and move on and that's fine but you're not leaving with a bad taste yeah 
And that happens. Sometimes you agree to disagree and say, listen, our, our ideologies don't match and we just can't work together, which is fine. At least you're accepting it. Whether the other party is accepting it or not, that's not on you, right? That's on them. Right. So they may want to burn their bridges with you, but you're not doing it. You're being transparent and honest. Mm. How they see it, you have no control over it. Right. It sounds like a, a common theme that I'm picking up in this conversation, Shazad, is that like we need to, that we need to really just focus on what we can control. Don't worry yeah. about the things that are control. Yeah. Correct. This what other people do, think, and how they act is not in your control. Only right. how you think, how you act, and what you do is in your control. You you are the master of your destiny. They are not. They can have an impact on it, of course. So, but uh, end of the day, you are the master of your destiny. Have you ever struggled with getting caught up in trying to control things that you can't control? Oh, so many times. That's that happens in life so many times. You know, okay. uh, you, you think that you have control over things, and you try to you try to make things happen your way. But you know what? If it's not in your destiny, no matter what you do, nothing's going to happen. It's not going to go your way. It's a losing battle. And I think that happens to the best of us, right? Right. Who could control COVID, right? I mean, how many people lost work? We came here in COVID. We couldn't find any work. <clears throat> do we have any control over that? None whatsoever. You just have to make the, the most of the situation. Okay. That that's a good example, and I was actually going to bring that up. So, like when you mentioned you, you just you went to Canada at kind of like the start of COVID, and obviously COVID, it's it's out of your control, it's out of my control, it's out of all, all of our controls. Yeah. So, in that situation, did you just really have to accept it yep. and move what on? Okay, what that's okay. Yeah. You you got to ride the wave, right? And this was a nasty one, but you have to ride it. Yeah. Okay. Can you control it? Can you fight it? No. Oh. So you just have to ride the wave. You just have to ride it, and yeah. You know, okay. You know, as I say, all good things come to all bad things come to an end, and all good things come to an end, right? So, nothing in life is permanent, right? So, have you ever kind of been struck with that mindset of like things are going bad, and you feel like it is permanent, even though you know it's not? Have you oh, ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, you're just waiting for it to end, right? Yeah. Right, so. Even though you know it is going to end, but where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Is it coming? Right. Not coming, right? You know it within you that it's going to come, but it, it's just a long struggle. Imagine coming to a new country, right bang in COVID, mm -hmm. and thinking, well, am I going to get a job in two years? What's going to happen? Where, where is this going to end? Am I going to run off my savings? Or at the rate I'm going, I will be running out of them. Yeah. But then things change, right? Life happens. So when you are sit in that situation and you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know it's there, but you don't know where when. it is or when. What do you do in that time frame? How do you keep going and pushing yourself forward even though you don't know when the end's going to come? It was a tough one. I mean, it yeah. was a tough one. It was a lot of uh, breathing, a lot of meditation, uh, a lot of talking to friends, just 
keeping your sanity, right? Yeah. I did a lot of volunteering work at that time to understand the market, kept myself busy, you know, go for long walks. So you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. And my way may not work for you and your way may not work. Right. It's okay. destiny. It's destiny. I know that you said that a few times, Shazad, it's destiny or just like what's meant to be in our destiny. It, it will or will not happen essentially. Like what does destiny mean to you? Like what's the idea of destiny and like how, how is that something that we should all think about and, and have, you know, guide our lives? You do your best. You work towards your goal and you leave the rest to destiny. Okay. As long as you know you've done your best Right? And you have not hurt anyone in the in the process of doing that. Success will come. Destiny will take over. Okay. So it's kind of just like trust, trust in trust, trust yourself. Okay. And, and, and trust the universe. Trust in yourself. What, trust in the universe. Yeah. What you put in, you will get out. Right. Mm-hmm. Karma will play. Do you think, even though we have to trust the universe and, and trust in our destiny, do you think, are we in control of our destiny? You are the master of your destiny. We're you the, have okay. some, you're the master of your destiny. You have some control over it, but not all control over it. You okay. can guide it. You can guide it, but you cannot decide on this behalf. Gotcha. And then... When you say we can guide it, we can guide it through doing things like yes. focusing on what we can control and doing okay. do all the positive things. Yeah, you know, don't step on anyone, don't hurt anyone. You know, do the right thing and then leave the rest of this because it will take over. Yeah. So it's kind of like the idea of like um, we'll say like the law of attraction, for example, right? Like yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah. Kind of that destiny. Okay, so be good put out good, you know, energy, do good things for others, and that's going to come back to you in that karma sense okay. as well. Yes, yeah. Okay. Just don't just don't harm anybody. Right. You may you may not be in the in the position to do good for someone, but you're always in a position not to harm anyone. Yeah. That's true. And I think it's something that's um you know when it comes to doing good for others or just to kind of put the goodness out there. I think another big aspect is to to make sure it's genuine. It's coming from a place of, yes. of good intention and genuine um, genuineness, right? Like you don't want to just be someone that's like, oh, I'm going to go do this for someone, but I don't really want to, or I'm miserable doing it. it I think or that expect, the universe or expect knows. something in return or expect it, something in return. Yeah. No expectations either. Yeah. I think just removing and detaching ourselves from the expectations or the results is so important because it's like when you go and do things just for the act of doing it and to help others and to be there and not yeah. expect anything in return it's just one it's just more powerful on, right? yeah yeah and just one yeah don't even wait don't even wait for a thank you you know what? you don't need that you need to feel good mm-hmm. if the thank you comes it's great if it doesn't come move on You've done your part, right? Yeah. So you said a few different times, like, you know, kind of just the idea of, of move on, right? Like if things don't work out, move on to the next one. If an opportunity falls through, move on to the next one. If you don't get that, thank you, move on. Um, have you 
always had that mindset or have you had to work through where like you would kind of ruminate and hang on to that like well hey like i'm actually really upset or annoyed yeah i think it's a learning curve and uh, the more experience you get the better you get at it yeah but the initial phases of my life remember when you know working at ericsson they would say well this is not working out and you're like no i'm going to hold on to this position i just need to hold on and you're not willing to take on the next challenge but over time it changes Mm-hmm. the more experience you get uh, with being able to handle change, the better you get at it. Okay. It's a learning curve, right? Yeah. Always. Everything in life is a learning curve. Shazad, so I know, so did you say that you're 53 right now? Yeah. Okay. So you're 53. I'm 27. If you can wow. think, okay. <laughs> if you could think back when you were 27, when you were my age, do you feel like you're the same person you are no. you're, or different? Okay. You feel like completely you're different. completely different? Completely different. Okay. I was super aggressive, extremely angry. Uh, uh, I was, uh, it was rage, right? Because things are not working out and you want to jump and you want to uh, you know, do things which it seems so far away and things keep slipping. Yeah. Uh, completely different person. Okay. And so- that's it, right? experience teaches you and you change yeah so i know you've said that like the experience is kind of what what has shaped you and what you learn from but like if you could go back in time and 20 year old self and like give yourself like a piece of advice what would that advice be oh god (laughs) (laughs) that would be like chill out bud (laughs) life's gonna get better (laughs) yeah the only way is up don't take everything so seriously don't take people too seriously. Uh, a job is a job is a job. It's not, it doesn't define you. Don't let your job or your career define you. You need to define yourself. You need to define yourself. Uh, that's what I would tell myself. Don't, yeah. don't become someone else's definition. How can we do that? Because I think a lot of so, people struggle with letting others define probably, them or letting their job or their, their status let, as a student. Let, yeah, they, they let their status define them. You said it, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's the scariest thing. And that's where, where what, was, what was happening with me was chasing a status and that was defining my goals. And I, I did that for quite some time and was like, wait a minute. The status can be pulled away from you. Mm-hmm. But your definition cannot. People remember for what you have done and they don't remember for your position they don't remember for your status yeah and that's something that we really need to work on it's not easy because in today's world it's so materialistic that status forms everything mm-hmm. i mean I, I remember when i was 27 I, I would dream about driving a porsche I was like, i want that car i want that car yeah i don't know how but i want it today i don't care it, it has no uh, no, no value, right? But that that changes over time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, definitely. And you know, this kind of made me think about like way at the start of this podcast when I was welcoming you to the show, and I I gave a little introduction of yourself to the audience, to all of our listeners. I, I talked kind of about who you are, what you do, and, and you went into that a bit, and. You know, it's kind of like Shazad, he does he does this. He is, you know, this is his job. But 
that isn't your definition that me. isn't yeah that's not you so that's my job who who are you how would you define yourself since you are today? the only one that can define yes today today yeah today today i'm a person who wants peace of mind uh, i want to get down get out there and help people i volunteer for 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 multiple organizations which help newcomers and international students integrate into society it's a volunteer position we i do it absolutely because i want to mm-hmm. uh, that's another reason i took on this position uh, at the college to teach because i want to give back yeah that's how i define myself today i want to give back and it's not about the money it's about loving what i do being at peace i want peace of mind and you feel that peace of mind by doing what you love and what you're passionate exactly. about and giving back correct and i still have the job to pay my yeah. bills right right i don't let that go <laughs> right just just like you right you got to have that to pay your bills yeah. you need to be realistic right you need money you cannot survive without money right right but that should not define you right. i want people when they talk about me not to talk about or you, you where i work but how i touch the lives of x number of people which is not related to my job and it doesn't matter if you get paid for that or not because you're doing I, it because you love it exactly that's awesome i think that that's really cool and i i, I mean that's i feel very similar you know i think that you know as we've both kind of acknowledged like we have jobs and they pay our bills and everything but um you know in our time that we're not doing our jobs we really want to give back and do things that we love and do things that we're passionate about and that's really to me the the purpose of life to do the things that make you happy and that make you feel full and at a peace of mind because if you're not i think that life can just get really tough and really sad and lonely if you're just constantly doing things oh, that yeah. you don't like just to kind of chase the next status or to chase the next you know zero on on the end of a, a dollar amount yeah. or, or whatever the car whatever it might be i think it's it's finding that fulfillment not in material things or status right. but in what makes us happy I, when you go to sleep at night you want to sleep in peace yeah you don't want to be thinking or oh, how am i going to pay this bill or what does this person think about me you know the did they like what I was wearing you know was my watch the best one in the room that day I just want to sleep that's it <laughs> right don't think about anything so just don't don't worry are you are you kind of saying like not to worry about what others might think exactly i mean you're never going to make everyone happy it's right. not possible right there's always someone who's going to have a, a bigger car a bigger house mm-hmm. more money than you right you're never going to be make everyone happy you you're going to go and you're going to make some people happy most people are not going to be happy that's life right and because we're not going to make everyone happy the only person on yeah, yeah. On yourself, yeah focus on yourself and i mean like if you know and your, your family, family or you yeah, know friends yeah the, the people closest to you yeah i mean i think that's a good reminder because guess what when you know when when times get hard they're the only ones going to who're going to stand by you yeah. and your family and your close friends right right you know the saying right goes right uh, uh tough times don't last tough people do mhm right so 
keep, keep always keep that in mind. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great point and a great reminder because I think like, kind of like you said, you know, you might think about, Oh, did, did so-and-so, you know, that I work with or at that restaurant I ate at, did they, you know, think I looked okay in my, in my suit or was my watch nice enough or whatever. And it's like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You liked it, right? you yeah. Liked it. You liked it. it. It made you happy. You're like, you know, worry about the things that do matter. Like your, the health of your, your loved ones or your you know, things like that. Your health. Your yeah. Health. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Don't take on unnecessary stress. No. Yeah, I think that in a world that it's it's easy to take on stress. It's very easy. Yeah, very easy. It's important to be cognizant and conscious of of that and not allow excess or outside stress that we don't need into our lives. It's Correct. just going to do more damage to us in the long run. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Shazad, to, to all of our listeners today, if, if they want to check out anything that you're doing or maybe even connect with you, see if they can, you know, say hello or, or pick your brain about anything, what's what's some ways to connect or is there anything that you want to put out there, you know, well, social media, um, anything you're working on? on my on my LinkedIn profile. That's uh, the one I uh, look at the most. Right? Okay. So, so I think that's the best way to get, get to me is through my LinkedIn profile. And it's my name you search for my name you'll find me awesome perfect and i will put uh shazad's uh linkedin in, in the episode description so you can click down there as well um any other like projects or anything exciting that you're working on that you want to talk to the uh the audience about real quick uh, multiple projects that we work on with uh, you know with the volunteering that we do supporting international students supporting newcomers those are always ongoing so uh okay if they want to know how we're working on that, they can follow the Brilliant Minds group on uh, on LinkedIn as well, and Immigrant Network on LinkedIn as well. See the work that uh, we do, and if anybody wants to volunteer with us uh, and help us, we are always looking for like-minded people. Okay, excellent. And to to you have to be in in Canada or can you can anyone... be anywhere. You can okay. be anywhere in the world. Okay. Perfect. So that's awesome. I will also put um, those pages, those LinkedIn pages in the description. So if it's something that interests you or you, you are looking to volunteer or you want to see if maybe it might be a good opportunity for you to, to volunteer to help out, um, definitely you know, reach out to those organizations. Or I'm sure if you connect with uh, Shazad on, on uh, LinkedIn, he can tell you a little bit more about them as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for coming on i really appreciate it do you have any like last thoughts or, or message that you want to give to our listeners oh, get out there oh, look ahead keep going keep that grit going and you know, be the master of your destiny be the master of your destiny yeah i love it like you said you know keep going show that grit i think another do good do good, do good. Always do good. And something that we talked about earlier, if you can, you know, get out there and travel and explore and experience different cultures. Never say no to that. Never say no to, to opportunities, right? Absolutely. Whether it's for traveling, whether it's for meeting people. You know, that's to say, right? You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So take every shot. Yeah. Take every shot. Take every opportunity. Seize the opportunity. Seize the moment. Seize the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Shazad, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time it's to be a part pleasure. of this. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. You take care. I'm, I'm sure take I'll talk care. to you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye.
拜。